if I still follow him or not. Yeah, I don't know. So he's what? He's got like a a B-more style, like a Jersey Club style. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's called uh, TJX6 scammed me. <laughs> He's actually his most on beat flow. What is it about this stuff that's just so catchy and like you just like it automatically? Yeah. About, about it, it's genuine. It's just like uh, it's like that's that guy. He literally expression. It's, it's like uh, you want to say like back in the. I want to say 90s, 2000s, just like this kind of classic era of like gangster rap. Yeah. Like people were telling you what the fuck was going on on the corner, right? Yeah, but yeah. TJ is the guy that's just like... The internet street. I'm going to tell yeah. you how to steal yeah. from the internet and I'm going to give you like details. Uh-huh. And he's just, he's so good at it. That was like the first to do that. That reminds me of the Dead Prez uh, verse. Um Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like one of their verses is like how to do credit card fraud. I forget. I forget the lines now. Early. You got that on it? Dead press. Hell yeah. I mean, you're just making me want to, you know, search deeper and do a deep dive into scam. Scam music history. Yeah. Other than like regular hustling. Like Guap Dead 4000 kind of claims to be a scammy guy, but like you don't really hear it in his music. Very selective of what's a scam and what's not, because I would say Bank of America, huge yeah, scammers. Right, yeah. Big is scam. it just, uh, All right, banks. is scam uh, relative to the, the, the social status? I mean, sure. hell yeah, in parentheses, yeah. it's called pimp the system. So, right. you yeah. know what I mean? It's like... Bank of America literally takes money from people who don't have the money. Yeah. It's like, yo, here you have to have X amount of dollars. Or just like, how about, yeah, or you get a And if penalty, you don't, we take $18. if you $18. go below, if you buy a, a $5 something and it goes below, we give you the $35 uh, negative balance fee. Scam. Yeah. Dude, super fucking uh-huh. scam. <laughs> That uh, I hate Bank of America sign has been there for quite some time. I was just getting I ready to say, say I was like, is it still up there? They TD, are. Ba- TD, all of them. TD Bank does it too. It's all. It's all who you're uh, the with. Worst. TD Bank. So here's good. another TD scam, Bank. but not really a scam. Delaware, no sales tax. Yeah, you go there to buy. That's big. That's where I bought my purchase. mixer at. Yeah, yeah. Sam Ash in Delaware. Is that a scam or is it not a scam? Drive somewhere that's not your home. Well, it's it's technically illegal, I think, to go across the border of a state to get a sandwich. Yeah, I think you're supposed to pay tax on it. Like later, yeah. it's is one that, of those things where we're like, we know no one's going to do anything sure, about sure. it, but right. it is technically illegal. Yeah. So, uh, but pro. they, but. Then Delaware advertises home of tax-free shopping. Holy shit. So It's all bank buildings. Yeah. It's nothing but like Capital One. Scam. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but, but in all fairness, what else does Delaware really have? Exactly. <laughs> they, they know who they are. They're like, yo, come here. We'll, we'll help you with your scams. Florida, you got beaches. Cali, you got the weather. Delaware, <laughs> tax-free shopping. Tax-free. <laughs> Shout out to M1 and Stickman. Three weeks of for American Express. Discovery car, platinum visa, Mastercard. Cause when we was 
used to shit, then we was targets. Now we just walk right up and say charge it. To the game, we rockin' brand names. Well known at, at the park, no change. change. Even got the buzz in the crew for a few things. Popo never know who's the true blame. Stow at the stove, you know. Real shit. Two weeks report the car stolen. Repeat the cycle like a laundromat. Like a glitch in the system, it's hard to catch. Coming out the mall with a shopping bag. We can take it right back, then get the cash. Yeah, get a friend, then do it again. Damn right, right, that's, that's how, how we pay the rent. Mike, he might. That was broad. that might. He didn't get as detailed as so yeah, TJ of took course, it to the but next I mean, level. That might, or, yeah, that might be the or the credit system. It always makes me think of the gas station scam where people were had the readers in the oh, credit card. Yeah. You know, I hear about that all the time. That always kind of freaks me out. Like, yeah, damn. yeah, yeah. I saw one video like never pay at the pump, but it also kind of re- it had like do your own research vibes to it. Shout out to doing your own research. <laughs> Always the best. Hey, uh, welcome to the Ard Podcast. Yeah, yeah. And our special guest today, Mr. Asher Roth. Welcome. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. That sounded like real fake applause. It was. That's uh-huh. exactly but that was real was. applause. Yeah. I was also applauding myself. I yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We, we encourage the uh, positive self-talk. Thank you. <laughs> it's been hard. That's why I had to wear this shirt, because I was like, I feel like I've lost my sense of humor over the past two years. But For the listeners, his shirt has a mushroom on it and says, I'm a fun guy. Hey. Yeah. Puns. Puns are welcome. Are you a big uh, mushroom guy? I am. Yeah. Are you, are you in like... It's not are you like, a microdoser? Are you a just every once in a while go we'll go full on? Like, I'm a, every once in a while, and it's like not. It's more so mushrooms as a whole, like yeah, yeah. myology. I think it is, and mm-hmm. just have you seen the um uh that documentary, documentary? about yeah, how mushrooms rule the world? They fucking rule literally the world, own man. us, and then it's trippy because they also you know, can give you a nice little insight into what's going on out there too. So I'm a, I'm a, a big believer in the mushrooms. This is a little bit of both, but I went foraging not too long ago okay. oh, shit. and it was fucking incredible. Where did you do that? Uh, five mile woods and like right outside Levittown. So okay. probably about 40 minutes North of here. So, what, so you can what find did, real like psychedelic mushrooms so in this area? So not psychedelic okay. mushrooms. D- digging so through poop? There's not really that many mushrooms that you can eat right off the bat. I mm. think the only mushroom that you can eat fresh off the, the wood is a, uh, a beefsteak polypore, I think mm. is what it's called. A beefsteak polypore is the only mushroom that you can go boop. But like other than that, you have to clean them pretty profusely prep them and so we came away with uh chicken of the woods which is fucking incredible i wish i would actually brought some now because it's a genuine replacement for chicken Hmm. and we we, yeah that's insane what i never heard of this chicken of the chicken of the woods and then we found some mataki which are a little bit more mushroomy earthy and then we also found oyster mushrooms which you can typically find in a grocery store but Chicken of the Woods is so mind-blowing to me because it's this like gorgeous orange huge mushroom growing on the side of a, a big fallen tree and you can, you know, break them off. When we went, we actually found and there was another family doing their thing. I went with a family friend who's 
really into it. I'll show you a picture real quick. So but, this wasn't just uh, a, a drug-seeking mission. No, no, this no. Was, okay. But like, sorry, I, my brain automatically goes to no. <laughs> it's and it's fair too because I think one and the same. Like people were like, "Oh, we're going to eat mushrooms to survive," and like, "Oh shit, we just accidentally invented religion." You know? Yeah. 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 And that's that's pretty dope. That's well, kind of a big premise of that documentary was that a lot of like throughout history, a lot of just like man advancing was because of the mushroom. Great theory. I think it's Stoned a stone ape theory, right? Yeah, is that, that's kind of like yeah. That. Um, what is this? A Netflix doc? Yeah, yeah. fantastic okay. fun guy. Okay, something. One of those platforms, right? But I highly recommend. Like, just out. the fact that, like, under the ground right now, underneath everything, there's a layer of like mushrooms that are just kind of like I don't know talking ex- to each other. Yeah. yeah, and existing. Yeah, it's like a crazy network of like. It's kind of like it's our like, Earth's brain or exactly. nervous system yeah, or something. It really is. It's a huge, enormous system. And like same with the forest. The forest and the trees are all hanging out, talking to each other. They're totally socialists, just like, <laughs> you know, sharing and cooperating. And there's a lot that we could learn from those movies. I got to check this out. Yeah. I feel like I knew about the trees, but I had no idea about the mushrooms. Dude, my <laughs> I think it's myology. Okay. Just dip your toe in because... Yeah. Again, there's levels to this shit. Yeah, with I mean, everything like in you've life, been, you've been getting into it, bro. I went on a day adventure yeah. and I came back with like, oh my god, this is a whole world. We talked about Hunter Hunter, another one of these like you know anime stories, and you get into it. We'll talk surface. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done mushrooms before? I have. I've done everything, so mm-hmm. I don't do anything anymore. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I haven't done anything in years. But yes, I'm a big. I was a big psychedelics guy. I would. I would say that if any everybody in life. And it's not for everybody. I know weed, mushrooms, yeah. alcohol, all those things aren't for anybody. But I would say that the one thing everybody should do at least once, even if you experience yeah. sheer terror, yeah. is mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I, I had some weird experiences on actual mushrooms. My, my more enlightening experiences were actually from LSD. That was the, that was the trippy, and of course, oh God, MDMA, or both at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> the, the mushrooms were always kind of like, maybe they were a little too insightful. Like I, I, would, I would tend to get a little more like weird on them. I think they're more, uh, it's, like, it's like heavier. Uh huh. Do you also, know what I mean? It's also so, like okay, profoundly so, infinite. Whereas sometimes you do a drug, and once the whatever is over, it's kind of over. Whereas mushrooms can kind of alter your whole perspective well, on and, things. And, and and what you'd like to do is cure depression. To hold on to that. We were talking about that with Ralph, like the whole um, with the pandemic thing, and and how we it all forced us to kind of look at things in a different way. And now that it's over, just much like a trip you are slowly losing some of the insights you had as you get acclimated to the regular society. And so the key is being able to hold on to these. Sure. Yeah. And I guess that happens with a regular type of practice. Not that you actually have to take the drug or experience the thing every day, but maybe some type of reminder via meditation or something that allows you to hold on to, uh, to these insights that you have. And they, they're so flee- fleeting. How right? weird is that, though? Yeah. Like in that moment, you're like, holy shit, I yeah. got it all figured out. Like this is it. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up the next day. Yeah. And you're like, wait, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Asher, how old were you when you decided to, to get into rapping and the rap? Similar. Game? I think the same time started okay. doing drugs. Uh, but yeah, like 17, 18 was probably 
the time when you start like, how do, how do I want to spend my time outside of just how I'm supposed to be spending my time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Fair to say. Yeah. What were you were before that? Like, how were you expressing your creativity? Like what led up to that moment where you're just like, I'm going to go on. I don't know. Stretching. It's always the decision always was made for me in a weird way. So like I was a big baseball kid, like oh, baseball okay. was my okay. shit and still is my shit. Yeah. I love baseball. I think there's, there's a lot going on in that game. So that's how I spent a lot of my time in my like pre teens early teens Mm -hmm. and then everyone just got so fucking good and like kids were like 17 years old hitting like the ball 400 feet just like yeah i'm probably not gonna do this yeah the growth spurt yeah it's like right around like 16 this kid throws like a 80 mile per hour slider yeah it's like "Mm, all right i'm done right and so right around that time is like you know you're experiencing pot hip-hop and rap music is fucking everywhere right and how old are you? So I'm 36 now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm about, I got about seven years with you. But uh, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out the timeline. Or everything. For sure. So this is, I'm an 85 baby. Okay. So that makes me around like eight or nine, 93, 94, where I'm starting my own real influences. Okay. Um, and then, you know, so I get a good little era, but by the time it's to me for real, rap music and just culture already has been so bought mm-hmm. you know so like everything was so fucking big yeah and promoted and you know a show right it, there was i i do think that authenticity was there but we were like fucking you know we were getting sold like sugar ray you know the 90s were weird you know yeah. like everything was mainstream mm-hmm. mtv was already implemented right. so like Things were bought and sold culturally in the 90s. I feel like 96 was the turning point, and there is articles. Um, I'm, I'm going to not do a good job of saying it now, but something happened in 96 with like the FCC and the radio, oh, sure. which led for that split of bad boy, shiny suit, puffy, hot 97, indie, backpack, raucous and that's specifically hip-hop because i would argue that the 2000s and even right fucking now is the largest hip-hop has ever been for sure whereas in the 90s it was like alt rock and some of the shit that rap music is marrying with right now yeah your breakouts your um like mc hammer yeah like all that stuff like so it was still on the fringe. Yeah, I mean, like, on 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. When you reel those out loud, it's like, good year, good year, good mm-hmm. year. Rap music, yeah, shit was still tight. I think sure. that, that, that indie wave kind of rose and fell with that label. I feel like with that, when Raucous as a label kind of yeah. fell off, there was no sort of top shelf, and everything sort of fell to hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just became more and more irrelevant as time went on. Yeah, I mean, again, it kind of just gets its little cult following, some of the artists. I mean, something that is a pulse in what I do is most deaf saying the mighty most deaf is a real life documentarian. And like that gives compartmentalizes me and how I create is like real life documentarian. But when you're operating in the world of fucking entertainment, 
you have to ask yourself all the time, does anybody fucking care? Mm, and a lot of the time, the answer is no. Mm. You're kind of just doing it for yourself. So, you know, I'm uh, playing, dribbling with both hands and, you know, trying to find a nice balance of doing shit that people still are interested in yeah. and still staying true to trying to do something that I think fucking matters. Right. And it's right. hard, man. That's why Raucous isn't a label anymore, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about them the other day because they were like of that era. They had the songs that could almost be hits. Like, uh, oh my no, God. for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, oh no. Oh no. What yeah. had got Rap City video for play? Sure. I, I mean, Simon that. Says was on Simon, Simon Says was the biggest says. one. Yeah. Said the songs that could have almost been hits is so true, though. Yeah. I mean, and also when well, you're like putting they were, together. They were, they had like marketing behind yeah, them. Yeah. You know, it was still in the end of like street teams and promo. And so they had someone working that part of the game where I think a lot of indie labels just didn't, maybe didn't have the budget for that. Sure. So it's, again, it comes down to money a lot. It's so. funny, though, because like I'm looking at Feral Manches in terms affairs uh track list right now and the song that popped in my head was the light the light i used to play the it's light such all a the like uh it's a very poppy little bit of song yeah. that could have been gentlemen yeah. that song could be uh, popular in any era on the radio it's like a radio song for just yeah i'd love seconds, to dude. i used to play this even post uh, it's when I did my 700 Club night when I was kind of embracing more like down south and all that stuff of the mm-hmm. early 2000s. But I would always play this on the warm up still. And it, every, everyone was like, oh, yeah. But isn't is that kind of cool that there's still an audience for and like as DJs, you guys can speak to this, like playing a song like Oh No or The Light. And there's still people being like, this is this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thanks for playing this. I don't really get to it. Dude, incredible. And his rhyme schemes, like, talk about originality. Pharaoh Monch, dude. Fucking. Yeah. Well, so wow. one, one place that Pharaoh everybody... Monch's really good on Twitter, too, by the way. Whether you were a commercial or indie, one oh place you God. came together is loving ladies and wanting right. to <laughs> talk to them in, a, in, a, in an effective way. Wanting to woo them with your wordplay. A little bit of slug slash b-boy gentleman. That's like the combo of, of uh, what you just described. Like twisted around her, she shifted the ground. I was like, oh, oh shit. She's, She's on, on the, the hook. hook. I would just serve these to leave a look. Up about immaculate. Hopefully it won't be too inappropriate if I walk over there and say, excuse me. Can I have your number, please? Who raps I'll like this? Nobody. She laughed through the whole episode just that I knew I had a lot no cock locking please this, this one's mine dime piece of shit son shorty was fine every line of mine was like a rhyme I wouldn't lie swear sparkling the whole time as I was still here this sing song yeah it's still a hook want you understand what you that was the charming, like, yeah. I can't sing, but I'm going to sing anyway. Throw it, was good at that. throw it in the forever playlist, uh, man. Throw it on the forever playlist. Was Pharaoh Munch, uh, was he part of the Soulquarians at any point? Ooh, that's a I good fucking know. question. I, w- I would say no, but it, yeah, if he wasn't, he yeah. should have been. My first yeah. thing is no. I don't think so. No? I mean, label mates with half of them probably. Yeah, 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 right, right. You know? For yeah. sure. Oh, well, speaking shit. of Soul Quarians, I got some crazy Soul Quarian vibes from your new project. I definitely the got. Joint? You know, the, uh, well, the, um, yeah, the Greenhouse, yeah. The greenhouse oh, Effect oh, Volume greenhouse 3. Effect. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say better. when I listened to it, um, I got Dela vibes up, up the wazoo. Prince Paul. Whoa. KMD. Yeah. yeah. KMD, so, Mr. Hood album vibes. Uh, and whatnot. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, like, that 
appeals to this era of listener to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. You know, even Absolutely. like the vibe, literally, there's like a lot of vibraphone and xylophone samples. Sure. The production is kind of like mellow. Also, I feel like you were playing fucking 5D chess also just because you crowdsourced this entire album, Well, right? that's the thing. That's what kind of fucking blows my mind that you guys are speaking about it in a form and fashion that was this thought out idea, but... You know, the theme was always there, but we were talking and working with kids on Discord. So we were on Discord. I would put these acapellas out and then ask everybody to send them back. So mm. it happened on a Wednesday. And then on Sunday, everybody would submit their submissions. And we'd go through them together on Twitch and pick our favorite one. And after a while, there was a sonically, there was starting to be something that was happening. Right. And it's fucking cool because, you know, again, er, to this earlier conversation, there's nothing there, even though we kind of dicked around and had some fun with the growing pot now there's nothing there that's like oh this is a hit record mm. but if you listen to the project there's a concept and a lot of fun to listen to it's like yo this yeah. is really fun to listen to so it was interesting getting feedback from people who are just looking for the scorchers and like yeah. what can i play in a dj set oh, but then yeah, yeah. people who listen to this project and were like yo there's a you're playing 5d chess is like damn you listen to the project that's yeah, yeah no because yeah. it was amazing yeah, because it's a concept a, album yeah the, sure. the metaphors for the growing of the uh weed with the class from professor roth at college university Dude, right like or simultaneously they're just like you coaching these kids into making this album with sure, you absolutely. you know so it's See, just I, like i haven't been able to absorb it to that level of depth yet good, just because yeah. i uh for yeah, sure. listen to like no, sports radio and shit. <laughs> but you got it, man. This yeah. is exactly it. It's really hard for us, especially right now. And you guys know as DJs podcasting, like it's so hard to keep or even get someone's attention. Mm. Yeah. And so like all we can do is just put it out now. Right. For, to ask anybody to listen to it is just like too much. Yeah. Because there's so much vying for our attention. So it's dope whenever it's you can free. break through. And it's fucking free, yeah. man. And this shit doesn't grow on trees, but this experience making Greenhouse Effect Volume 3 was really cool because now I think I can actually go forward with Discord and just have a sketchbook and create and have fun. The last record I just put out on Friday, All Add Up, which is just like a soul joint pretty much um, that you can throw on, but it's, uh, you know, me and the Discord homies, like I sent out a, a acapella or here's a thought because, you know, I admire and I love producers, but producing is a craft, it's a skill, and I, as much as I would like to be a producer, mm. I know that my strength is in lyricism and songwriting, and so I try to empower producers and collaborate rather than just try to do it all by myself. So, Well, that's, that's how that whole Greenhouse Project came off though for like, sure and also like but it's very some cohesive of, yeah, yeah so it's like cohesive. the vibe is it's is insane, all man. it rides it was so meant you didn't to be. know a lot of these these people making Dude, the beats nobody uh buffalo the kid from buffalo there's a kid from montreal from by the way a uk kid from ireland yeah how many St. different Louis, rappers Dallas. were there on it like probably a, like uh, five or six or right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and again man like my heart kind of goes towards artist development for sure because i know how hard it was for me coming up just to have somebody that i could like trust and so being somebody that can again coach somebody through making a song and trying this and trying that um i think it was and giving them feedback i think it was really valuable for the artists and producers involved so dude uh, i'm happy you guys brought that up that that project is uh 
was a lot of fun, super, super unique. I think that we'll see more fan collaborations in the future because there's so much talent out there. The thing is, if you didn't tell people, A, that this is a fan collaboration on either the production or the Go, the co-stars route sure. like no one would have known but here here's why that's it trippy. felt it felt like you know like a very like, like what you were saying before very cohesive but here's why that's trippy man is because my presentation to the world to my audience is know that this is a fan collaboration right, right? that was to me what was appealing now, somebody who doesn't care at all and just by accident, whether algorithm or friend says, yo, check out this new project, they have none of that perspective. And they're just listening to Greenhouse Effect Volume 3 off the strength of the quote unquote music. Right. So that was a little unnerving for me because sonically, I don't know if I was going to put, put, put out a, a, a new project or an album that that would be something I would say, here's what my new shit sounds like. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so Greenhouse for me was a little bit of a hands off the wheel, just let this shit happen. Uh, because it was a collaboration. But some people know that, and other people are like, this is Asher's new shit. So I'm, I'm a little torn. Ultimately, I think really fucking cool, and it doesn't sound bad. It sounds, <laughs> it you know sounds I mean? the opposite yeah. of bad, bro. It no, sounds good. Yeah, it's, you uh, never you know what you're going to get. Yeah. About because um, if, if that is, even if people did think that was just a representation of all you, which right. in a way you oversaw it and selected. Of course. I'm very so, proud of it, by right, the way. Yeah. It's just you never know what you're going to get when you're I like, know. yo, make this beat. Yeah. It should sound, you know what I mean? And they come back, it comes back to you and you just got to go, all right, this is what we're going and, with. But you know? what you're describing right now all goes along with the story that you're telling on the sure. album, Absolutely. which is what's kind of fascinating to me. And like I mentioned, the 5D chess. Yeah. Like, because... Uh, yeah. What well, is re- but what is Retro Hash? So Retro Hash is an album I put out in 2014, 2015, which kind of was my stake in the ground around independence uh-huh. and doing it essentially. It's actually just a I think an anagram for my name. So Asher Roth Retro Hash. Asher Roth mixed up as mm. Retro Hash because they stole the Retro Hash. So we ended up creating Retro Hash in this story to be a uh, you know a magical the magical bud that I grow. Right. And so the Retro Hash actually teleports you when smoked by a good soul think like sword in the stone yeah where it's just like the chosen part like oh damn i can't rip this this sword out why can't you and then he does and it's like oh uh so um yeah the sword in the stone played reference it's funny that you bring up prince paul by the way because prince among thieves was Mm. was on the vision board that's definitely like that was the vibe i got um Pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so Retro Hash is just magic bud that we need to care for and make sure is in the right hands, you know? Uh, I totally understand. I, I got to listen yeah. more. I got to I got it's, it's a blast, dive. man. It's yeah, a blast. Yeah. Do some LSD wow. with MDMA <laughs> yeah. at the same time and throw it on. Well, that's the thing, right? It's um, I, That's not something I would do at 2021 Mike would sure, do, but yeah. it's something 97 Mike would do. And mm. it, and it 20 com- or 21-year-old Mike would <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, right, right. There you go. And, uh, and that's why I was saying, like, it really appeals to that part of me that was, like, college backpack dude you know uh, and i was like and which is which works for me because i'm kind of re re-embracing that part of my taste like the music i'm going back and listening to a lot of that stuff after i had put it away for you know we all kind of have our just realizing like 
let's give it a let's give it some room to like go away so we can miss it so we can love it again you know and yeah. I, that's where i'm at with that style of rap so it's you perfect timing for me crosstown beef is just a perfect song <laughs> you always talk about crosstown beef is it one of those things <laughs> where I, I it just do. doesn't feel cool where it's just like this isn't is it just a cool? matter of cool well, i don't know it's a little bit of, well cool can sometimes be uh, a result of mm-hmm being tired of something you know so something may become uncool when people collectively get tired of it you know which doesn't mean they didn't love it at one point but around 2003 i wasn't loving classic hip-hop the way i was i was kind of more that's when that bone crusher and ti was coming and i was like okay well this is newer this is fresher and um you know, I just, I don't, as a DJ. Fresher. Yeah. I feel you. As a DJ, I don't want to, we've all seen so many older DJs. You can't get, get left behind. Yeah. In that, like, what you mean? This, oh, you, you guys don't know have nothing a- about this. No, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, I, and we, I feel like we were lucky that to be able to see other older DJs go through that. So we knew to avoid it. Sure. At least the I dusty did. curmudgeon. Yeah, or right, what is it yeah. considered? Yeah. So, it's 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 true though. If I wasn't a DJ, where would Wait. my t- what, how does that affect your taste? Uh, actually, yeah. I just and and also say, fuck with me for five seconds. Yeah. Say you're backpacking through Morocco, mm. and you stumble into this like cool dive bar in Morocco, mm-hmm. and there's a DJ up there playing a cool ass you know old hip hop '90s set. Right. Would you look at it like? Look at this dusty curmudgeon, or would you be like, "Yo, this is dope"? I can't yeah, believe yeah, I stumbled yeah. into this. Right, and right. I'm so fortunate to be here. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it's context is everything. But since right? we're in Philadelphia right. and it's like yeah. at the Saint, and you're spinning, you know, uh, Puff Daddy, yeah. all about the Benjamins. I right, don't know right. what was your joint off the. Pu- oh, victory, victory. Yeah, that's yeah. still probably go though. I don't know. I played that when the know. Eagles won the Super Bowl. After Dreams and Nightmares, of course. I had a whole victory set planned. Well, first I'm going to throw on this uh, new added uh, all I Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like Corday should have sung this hook. There's a few people that, but I had to do it myself just because, you know, survival of the fittest. So there's some some singing. But this is your shit. And this is me talking about, like, my, my rap life. I thought we was done. For real, it was over with. Setting of the sun Maybe I'm too old for this Recording touring shows Photographs are showing it Game has sucked in my soul Might be time aboard the mish Um, nah Granted I've been fortunate Been around, been up and down Like sort of some contortionist All the heads of course, are bobbing right now yeah. All the heads are bobbing Times it was cathartic As an artist it gets interesting Hard to knock out Everything you thought about Might never pan out The way you thought it might So I saw a mic And I was like Well, might be down tomorrow night But for now I'd rather drown my sorrows and be somber like everything in your past no it don't matter use a profession no not some old that's me no it's you like i'm saying you were quite a let it go gotta grow don't you know that it all or britney howard she'd slay it too don't you know that it all Truth was, I didn't give two fucks. The yeah, you can fade it out. Make everybody stream that shit. <laughs> I'm vibing right now. You gotta buy the book. You gotta. Yo, can, can you play with the? I like the. I really like the production uh, and the vibe of Bad Apple Magic. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Bad Apple. That's uh, Heather Grace, Salt Lake City. Kids okay. from fucking that, everywhere, I, man. Okay. I too 
a big fan of Bad Apple Magic. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's got that vibe, There's this man. one little uh, part of the beat drop in that I'm yeah. going to listen to. And it's, it's a gonna, switch up. Yeah, a, and it, uh, it reminds me of a particular song, but I'll know it when I want to play it. One, one, wow. one moment, please. Bruno Mars. Reminds you of Bruno it's Mars. It's not Bruno Mars, <laughs> and it's not Lizzo either. Oh. Folks, I'm sure you know, unfortunately, no more grow. Someone the horn the sample is so good. The entire operation. This is very like walking around like Brooklyn. I feel the like it's only in the nineties. Took the haze and OG Larry and the Alcapoco gold. Afghani Afghu that would knock you out cold. Sour Diesel took a while, but it helped us freeze. Have you grown weed successfully before? Because you know a lot. Yo, Feds is watching. Feds is watching. No, I mean if it's just it's illegal. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Here it is. Couple notes I noticed from the scene that Ooh. apparently these strains. Okay, I just it's Busta. It's got to be Busta. No, it's an indie joint. It's Ooh. a fucking thing we we're talking. Oh, really? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily. It's a high, anything. the highest title. Come on, man. I mean, it, 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 I know what you're, it's reminiscent of. Uh, what is it, Joe? I gotta go right back to the. Okay, I gotta go right back to the drop real quick. Couple notes I noticed from the scene that apparently these strains are in the hands, hands of, of the, the police. police. Now, may come as relief and means justice will be done. But something, something I, I didn't, didn't tell you folks. folks. When this all begun, the hash is laced with magic. Results would be tragic if it happens to be snatched up by a soul, soul that, that shouldn't, shouldn't have it. Magnetic poles were formed nice. from when you exhale the smoke and open up a portal to, to an, an entire, entire other world. world. The wrong person smokes it rather than one who's chosen. There'll be a small explosion followed by Earth's erosion. erosion. Important Whoa. that the chosen Whoa. one is sure to smoke it first. You know? So the portal that's created brings, brings abundance, abundance to the earth. earth. But the officer that has it is a former bad apple of my class that couldn't hack it. Habit of attracting aphids. After retro hash, ever since he came police, as he believes that he's the one that is meant, meant to, to smoke, smoke the weed. weed. Don't believe it if you wish, but certainly no gag. Until the hash has been recovered, I am forced to cancel class. I know this is a drag and comes as bad news to some, but we must get the hash back before the damage has been done. That's Set, fucking dope, Setting the plot, dude. That's are a you, fucking uh, plot right are you there. A, uh, I mean, that's yeah. what's cool is like you carrying on this tradition of something that might could be considered before your time. Uh, absolutely. You know? But this is kind of what I mean about like the choices get made for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but I've tried to always put myself in a position where I'm never in a rush. Right. Mm-hmm. And like other people are making decisions, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, same thing with why I feel like we need to chill with the devices because I think we might be missing messages from out there you mm-hmm. know so when you can just chill and you're not in a rush you allow yourself a little bit of space and time to maybe gather some insight yeah 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 you know like when they tell the story about fucking newton invent like mm-hmm. figuring out gravity yeah it's, it's like i was just said, chilling yeah. under a tree and an apple fell i do i think, need to hear this message more often, i think by the it's way, important yeah. by the way that everyone takes a little bit of time doesn't feel rushed and shit like that with that being said Little things like that allowed me to say, yo, Rob D can handle the production on Flowers on the Weekend, last year's album. And yo, what would be really cool is if we did Greenhouse Effect Volume 3 with all these kids on the internet because everyone's fucking locked inside their house right now and we could be creative. Mm. And being in a position to just go, that's the right decision, it, was, it wasn't 
me you guys watched king of the hill at all uh, ever watched yeah it's watched been a minute i went it. back and rewatched of some of the episodes there's some funny ass characters in that anyway there's one moment when you're messing with a car and one of the neighbors goes it, i didn't it didn't happen because of me it happened through me and yeah, there's yeah. like that mushroom conversation all that yeah, shit any lends type of itself divine back inspiration to, yeah bro i really truly feel like what i'm doing at this point and i've always broken away from celebrity for this reason is because it wasn't about me mm. like who no, the no fuck cares about anything. me yeah. yeah there's no this deserve there's no everything you have is kind of not your fault and not like your own doing you were you were given your brain your chemistry your Dude, there's a your lot life experiences there, sure. that anyone who was given that is would would do the same thing and you have to work with your hand you yeah. know what i mean the hand that you were dealt and like so it's fucking a tricky game this life shit but i've i'm my biggest luxury for sure is that i have space and time that allow me to make not have to make rash decisions, which mm. I think are the decisions that throw somebody off their course. Right. They say yes to something they didn't really want to say sure. yes to. They say no to something they should have said yes to. They end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the fuck it may Usually be. Usually because some, of some kind of desperation. On financially some shit. Involved, yeah. Financially yeah. No, desperation. Real, though, yeah. you know, or wanting to be cool or whatever so, the fuck. Gets, so is a big part of that freedom moving back to philly absolutely dude. and how long has that been now? Like, six so 2000 yeah end of 2016 and so. you're just able to like spread your legs at that point yeah dude fucking straight up but you know what's funny is someone asked me like yo why philadelphia and like perspective is everything dude like from here you're just not too close to it all yeah. and i feel like la and for what it's worth awesome place atlanta awesome place new york awesome place for where you're supposed to be but for me being in philadelphia allowed me to be just far enough away from it to like not be influenced by it so shit man uh i i personally love philly but we still have so much work to do this right here with what what's happening in the warehouse on watts sunflower philly i think those are spaces that we can continue to kind of like support each other in everything that we're doing because as much as like Philly's I, I call it small enough to work it's still pretty like segregated and you know um, everyone kind of doing it on their own when they could all be you know working together for what it's worth it's still fucking competitive so sunflower yeah. you're um, there's you're not on a the big abundance mentality in no Philly because they're not at all it's hard to see sometimes there's not room know? for everyone mm -hmm. you know what i mean one at a time kind yeah. of vibe but you're like on the board there like uh, so that's my baby sunflower is yeah. my baby uh, i moved in uh next to an empty lot and just through different discussions with people um again uh having logical not rash conversations about how to use the space and then COVID happened and we happened to had had done a little bit of the work to have an outdoor venue and so once the, once the pandemic hit, people were actually looking for refuge to still be social, but also feel better by being outside. Yeah. And so Sunflowers provided us that, but it's been one big social studies experiment, no different than Greenhouse Effect Volume 3. Just like working with a bunch of people, <laughs> cooperation, not getting money involved. I mean, even, you know, it's tricky because you know, you start doing Live Nation type vibe or whatever other uh, event spaces do, and you're paying people's prices, you now are, you know, you know, that's your game now, you're a victim yeah. to budgets. And so we've always tried to, Jaber knows, you know, doing, spe uh, doing uh, events down there, that it's not like, 
here's how much can we give you? It's like, here's like a hundred, 150, 200 bucks. Come down here and like, let's just have a good time. Let's create some vibes. It's tough, dude. Because Sunflower you know, was the first place I went, I think socially, like when, in like March or something. I think that was, was the like first an time. Event. We were Remember? all there. I yeah, think that yeah. was the first time I was out too. Just like a deep breath for five seconds. Yeah. So it's been, it's it was been all cool. still chilly and yeah. shit. It was like cloudy and chilly. Oh, the highest cow. Oh, given dude. Night to I rapped oh. over this. This is right? one of my favorite songs. On Greenhouse Effect 2. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what that beat reminded me of. I, I hear it now. Yeah. Um, dude, put on Asheroth Monday Free. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'm yeah, that's actually one of them. Verse. These are one of those verses. This is one of those verses where it's just like, oh, not on Spotify. It's, it'll be on YouTube. It's on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't. I wish I could make money off of other people's. Whoever did that beat. Oh, here it is. Yeah, that, that would that be uh, high tech. High tech. Hit it, hit it. Yeah, this shit. This verse is ill. This is why I'm one of the best rappers in the world. So crazy. That you did this in 2013, but the beat on the new album that the kids made reminds me of this beat. Cyclical. Yeah, full circle. Time is a flat circle. Mistake for goodness sake, just, just take, take the, the lake, lake house. Make out 65 that pound of gum pow, kung pow, dumb down. The doofus always talks loud. Don't you know we stupid? We don't hear him what you talk about. Acting like the new kid who just moved it from across town. Halt thou, who goes? The emperor got new clothes. Got him in Croatia while I'm hanging out with cool coach. Two cokes, right? <laughs> two holes, one dike. I think they said that you could flow, but dude, dude there's, there's only, only one mic. So run like the wind, a fun life of sins. My bum likes the sunlight, but some mice is men. So come right. Don't come, no time for that whole hum. Some suck, but but pouty face. Know what? We gon' keep it moving. We don't listen to you numb nuts. Showing some improvement, but your jewels is always untucked. Some putts, no guts, relying on that dumb luck. Why you only standing there? Get down to come up. What? Woo! You're not familiar with my discography, are you? Respectfully. Not deeply. Not deeply. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't think anybody is. Yeah. Truly. There's I a couple I remember you had a mixtape where you did, had Ferris Bueller on the cover. Yeah, but see, that wasn't even my shit. Oh, well, oh, someone made that. That was like a Dat Piff compilation Somebody type was shit like, thing? yo, let me jack all of this stuff offline. Okay. And, and dude, it's, it's incredible because it, it's to your point about well, what we were talking about before about Greenhouse Effect Volume 3 and perspective, how people have experienced me just yeah. outerly mm-hmm. from other other influences and shit, that's how they perceive me. Yeah, yeah. They have no idea what the fuck I'm up to or what's going on or why. Yeah. They just hear a song and go, that's that person. Mm-hmm. It's a trip, bro. It's What's cool about podcasts, though, and what you guys are doing is that it allows to elaborate on the conversation. Trying to get people to know who you are through song yeah. is like, what the fuck? This game well, is insane. Because, and you also had a huge hit. Oh, my God. A mega like, hit. The most polarizing hit you could possibly have, How, What's your attachment to that song now? How do you feel about I it? I feel great this about is, it. I love college yeah. samples, Weezer. When I heard it, I was like, this is great. I remember playing it. Um, Cause I was doing at I remember at Noche, which was kind of like yeah. a collegey kind of crowd. I would I would play it there, but even at the time, like sampling Weezer was definitely like I thought that was on, an on point move. You know, the yeah. sentiment was there. Here's what's fucked up about that: yeah. one, we toured with Weezer, and Weezer 
and Rivers came to me and was like, yo, just so you know, I love the song, but uh, Say It Ain't So is actually about alcoholism in so many words. You know, oh. He just was basically like, you can't, we couldn't clear the sample. It's actually an interpolation. Okay. But my attachment. I can, I can hear that. And yeah. so he was, and I was like, so funny because like, I love college is all just, just, yeah. a, uh, just complete mockery of mm-hmm. institutions. Um, but my attach and attachment to it is, is super healthy now. Right. There was a running away took, period for six period, years yeah. of just okay. like, yo, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. let me do anything else. It's almost probably the reason why my hair is long. You know? Yeah, you're yeah. like, I don't want to be construed like as any type of college, but, bro. <laughs> nah, I relate to cats like, you know, Seth Rogen or, you know, Jonah Hill, who's actually done a really fucking good job of like taking the polarizing figure in which the world cast him as or North America mm-hmm. and and becoming what people consider to be a real actor. You yeah. Know? So I was in a similar situation of just being typecasted. And so I've been trying to work with that perspective for years now. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, you know me as the college kid. Yeah. That's probably, uh, there's only probably a handful of songs of mine that you ever heard. Right. Which again, we've already talked about how valuable our own attention is. Like for me to ask you to listen to all of my albums, who Mm -hmm. the fuck do I think I am, bro? That you would give me that time of day. Right. I've got 30 seconds to say, yo, do you, what do you, develop an opinion yeah yeah and so dealing with that over a, after a hit so massive of i love college of dealing with people knowing oh asher roth i love college dealing with that reintroduction has been really hard but greenhouse effect volume three tapping into university of college the professor were, yeah you they were very tinkering. self-referential with tinkering like, you know yeah. it was it was cool it's hard, man. It's fucking entertainment and the world that I got cast into, it's a tricky, tricky world. You're dealing with identity, you're dealing with ego, you're mm. dealing with like uh, fear of uh, irrelevancy, I guess, which is ego and all that shit. So you're, you know, for me and all in the while of like being able to provide myself and establish a career or a job or a path in life that could possibly support my own life and other lives that come intertwined with mine financially is in fucking sane. I don't wish it for anybody, you know, but, uh, so far I think as long as I can continue to do stuff that's like honest and people can relate to so far, so good, but I want to do it for the next like 15, 20 years. For sure. You know, well, was there like a, with the success of that song when it happened, mm-hmm. like, was there, what was like the tipping point where you were like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I, I can't do Dude, this. Anymore. You know, when was you it ask like a me series that, of things, was it? Yeah. When you ask me that it comes, to, uh, my mind goes back to this moment when I was in Las Vegas in a car and I was being told that I needed to record radio drops for I love Las Vegas. So like changing the chorus of sure. I love college. And so it was <laughs> supposed to help the song get more radio play. And I said, no, the song's already a parody song. Like I won't be doing that. And I just got berated for being selfish and being, you know, not doing my like quote unquote job. And I think that was a big moment for me of like, this is fucking dumb. Like this whole shit is dumb. And even the selection process of singles and working with other people who don't have no... uh, Just industry people. They don't care about your you. Like every now and then you might get somebody who's really like, yo, I fucking see it. Like, let me help you. 
Um, but that's rare because, and I don't envy managers or anybody in that position because um, you kind of have to put your life before your own. Or kind of commodify or yourself. Someone else's life before your own. So if I'm managing you, your life, if I'm doing my job appropriately, your life is more important than my own. Yeah. And to get somebody in that space is, you know, really hard. So, so to simplify, you think you're just like, you just don't like playing the game. No, I, of- I love the game. Okay. That's good. what's fucked up. Okay. But I just want to play the game like a baseball fan, right? Mm-hmm. Love baseball. And I brought this up before, but there's teams like the New York Yankees that buy yeah. franchise like they spend mad money los right. angeles Who's your dodgers squad, by the way i'm a fucking san francisco giants baby Jake, we just won the mother baby dude i wasn't i was a big uh kapler hater but he for the phillies oh when he first got there yes yeah. i like i saw what he did with the phillies because i go to a lot of phillies games just because it's a hangout it's your, yeah it's your thing but I'll we'll have to go sometime, man. I'm a big Phillies fan. Big, next, big, year, next season, yeah. obviously. We're, we're still running, but it was an incredible season for us. But yeah, these the, teams buy yeah. championships, essentially, or buy rosters. And then you have, you have baseball clubs like the Tampa Bay Rays, who and even the Giants. Develop really, talent. They yeah, develop yeah. fucking mm-hmm. talent. Something the Phillies can't do, by the right. way. Yeah, that's but the I think thing, right? you just hired uh, the homie's son, um, Preston. Yeah, for yeah. Ta- for player development. Anyway, Mattingly? Mattingly. Yeah, yeah, you guys, yeah. I just want to bring up, maybe out of my depth here, but the Yankees, when they were actually truly successful, that team was a lot of home. Hey, right. Right. And all them. Yeah, yeah. it was like uh, Paul O'Neill was on that team. But, Tino uh, Martinez. A-Rod Jeter. Bought, uh, bought, Jeter. Uh, Who was the reliever? Scott Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams. You got it, dude. Great center fielder. But all of those guys were pro- were Yankees products. Like, yeah. But yeah. since and the then, Philly's most successful year was that they're trying dude, to buy Ryan it Howard, Chase yeah. Utley. It's kind of yeah. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. teams Rollins. can't, you know, they can't really buy the chip anymore. You like, look, look at the NBA the last year. Look at the year. NBA, look, bro. Look right. at the NBA. Like, Giannis was like, I'm sticking with these guys. Yeah. Ooh, it's And that's the thing So for your me. analogy to the playing the game thing yeah. is exactly that. And fucking capitalism is just dominating dude right. like it's like over it's uh-huh. a wrap it's and so money just runs everything and it's so hard to say no to and so for me i just don't want to win a championship like that yeah like how fun is it to win if you're supposed to win no no the I, fuck I, is that, I, as a bro? sports fan i will always feel more even if the phillies won this year the connection I had to that homegrown team is oh not the same as buying Harper, buying Real Muto, buying yeah, this guy, buying sure. that. Not seeing them come up together. Not yeah. seeing them being like, yo, I think this guy might be We good. can create yeah. our own teams on our fantasy leagues and our MLB The Show. But yeah. your, your baseball team, you should, and all teams should have to develop talent. Right. That's a skill set. Mm-hmm. To take somebody with unfulfilled un, uh, potential whatever it may be, and work to their strengths and yeah. teach them how to do that. That's fucking hard to do. And I just feel like that's the coolest way to win is like through homegrown talent. Another reason I bang with Philly, man, is just like there's so many talented people here. But like I maybe even globally, but definitely nationally, like we don't have any leaders. There's nobody who we're looking to like... Yo, I mean, I don't know, man. It's a weird fucking time, bro. It's a weird time. Uh, yeah, I I always just have a hard time like sizing it up from I'm not in my 20s anymore, so mm-hmm. I don't know what 20-year-olds are 
feeling and thinking when they're in their scene. Mm -hmm. I know when I was in my 20s, we were doing our thing, but that was a very special time in Philadelphia. Looking back, right? I don't think I'm being relative to my age and saying that, mm -hmm. you know? I, I think, think it's pretty cool that Uzi and Tierra Whack are both, yeah, yeah. you know, like Stayed. these presences, like... So that's globally, where, that that's also the like national attention is creatively. From, yeah. They're both so Philly, top of the game, yeah. and they're both top of the game, yeah. and they're both like you can't pigeonhole what they're doing, kind Absolutely. of thing. And like, and that's at a, their own pace, I yeah. would say. True, at their own pace. I don't feel like Tierra feels rushed. No, Uzi doesn't. I don't feel like Uzi feels like he's rushed. Mm. Special. I feel man. like Uzi feels a little pressure. I mean, he kind of he feel, to, he yeah. needs he needs more exo tour life kind of type. Dude, he has a success. incredible fan base. Dude. Yeah, I think holy and shit. And I think that's I I always I guess the first uh, example of that that I always quote is like Tribe Called Quest mm -hmm. had like the core fan base, so it never mattered if they had a hit. You know? Yeah. Like right. the Tribe Called Quest album's gonna come out, the heads are gonna buy it, and then I think Uzi's in a similar position. So, well, these twenty four million dollar head forehead diamonds, you know what I mean? They don't pay for themselves, you know. Decisions, well, that, <laughs> decisions we that's make. That's on him. You know? That's on him. Yeah, the decisions I can't, we make. I can't uh, speak on that. But uh, so do you think that truthfully, and I guess the obvious answer is yes, but like core audiences, you think that's still a thing? Or do you think everyone's yeah, just I trying think, to cast the widest net that nah, they can possibly I th I cast? I think it's a thing. I just think I'm too old to be part of it. Uh, I think like you're not a loyalist to any. You're not still checking for anybody. If somebody puts even something my up, favorite groups of all time, I like Wu Tang. Mm -hmm. I'm not too interested in hearing a Wu Tang album now. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. I'm just a big. But what I'm about a, big, a movie? Uh, I don't know anything. It's not yeah, necessarily I, yeah, music. A Are you question. a loyalist? You get ready for a new Drake record every time. Just yeah, from a, from a, also as a DJ, you're yeah. just like, what's gonna spice but, up but my career? And to my Wu Tang point, as much as I can love something, and then my point about putting away '90s hip hop, as much as I can love something, I feel like there's a time, and sometimes something has had its time, mm -hmm. at least for me, and it should be left at that. Yeah, like a shirt or a pair of pants. Or yeah, they're just like, like you're done. Like we gotta like Wu Tang donate between '93 to '97 is all the Wu-Tang I ever need. Yeah. I love it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's all I need. And it and there may be stuff that comes out afterwards and I might check for it and it might be good. But for me, that's all I ever need. That's all awesome. I can go back and listen to it over and over again and still experience it. I don't need to like, spend time. bandwidth to check out new shit when I can just embrace what I already love. But that's kind of the I'd general way that... I'd rather use that bandwidth to, to check out new, new artists. You know True. what I mean? Being a DJ, you're sort of forced to do that as well, right? In, in order, in order to stay, you know, on top yeah. of things. Yeah, the the eternal question, like earlier, is what if I was not a DJ, where would my taste lie, or what would where would they have gone? You might do, but that's what, not an impossible question to ask because my taste led me to be a DJ. So it's like, yeah. You know, right. <laughs> but sure. the thing about it is, is what we don't want to acknowledge sometimes is 99 out of 100 people are just basically going to listen to the music that was popular when they were in high school and college because yeah. those were the times when they had no responsibilities really right except and, and sure we, we were saying about the the that's always going to be constant influx of the best of nostalgia shit, of content for free as opposed to being 16 
uh, getting like 20 bucks to spend on like two albums and right. you had to pick them and that's what you were going to listen to for the next six months on the bus to school right. and you're going to absorb that album and it's going to be part of your life forever it's where gone. now it's like eh, it doesn't eh, exist anymore eh, let me try this one okay uh, yeah. I'll skim through it I sampled it it is kind of interesting perspective like that we had that experience mm -hmm. if we had a 20 year old here they would talk about that. Like they were, when did the first iPhone come out? 2008? Yeah, seven, seven, eight. I mean, yeah. you're, we're getting to a point where the kids, these, they've never been without this right. stuff. Smartphones, so, yeah. I'm a huge, like, just thankful that I grew up in the era that I grew up in. Right. I don't know if, if I had fucking Snapchat in high school. Oh, God. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. What anyway, moving on. Yeah, yeah I'm just, just been, I'm, as much as I regret like a lot of our parties not being documented i'm glad yeah that, it's and you yeah. can turn it into like, whatever the fuck you out, want it and to i be. talked about this before like people like i'll see people out and they'll be like super drunk and people will be like filming them. oh yeah We're, and i'm like we've been pretty ugly growing yeah, up yeah but, but that ugly. was always the point of nightlife is you can come to live in this alternate reality where you don't you're not attached to your day job your family yeah. i'm just going to be a fucking weirdo maybe you're experimenting with other drugs and shit and you want to like discovering yourself and now it's being recorded by some asshole like there's yeah. A, yeah there's a great line that probably pops up in uh, anime a lot that's like in our lives we are many people and I would hate for my growing up process to all be permanent memories that are just like documented and yeah. this is who you also are. it's hard oh, for things to attain like a legendary status with yeah. all that documentation like like these albums we're talking about yeah, yeah exactly or even like your holotronics party you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like if it was if you could just google it and you just see like everybody at every holotronics party it wouldn't have that right. mystique yeah. it wouldn't have that exclusivity mm -hmm. it wouldn't have that you know what i mean legend Any, yeah that legend lore. yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't you can't create that by that's like it, over covering things we t that's what we turn it into it's same things with like you know we talk about it with memories all the time that's probably not exactly what happened yeah but that's how you remember right it. right, that's right. Cool. that's memory cool. is wild yeah man so i mean same thing that the i love college shit uh you it also relates to what you're talking about um with that when you smoked or drank the highest yeah, THC but, yeah, in yeah. Amsterdam, and you turn to the dude, and you're like, Isaac Hayes fucking rules. Yeah, or yeah, Isaac yeah. Brothers, who was it? It was just the nod, Isaac Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> Isaac yeah. Hayes, yeah. They're like, this is awesome. The the power, and that song takes you back to that moment. Yeah. Uh, that's like the power of music. That's I Love College to me. I mean, like, I, people just thank me profusely for this song, because they're always like, dude, that brings back the coolest memories of yeah, my life. That's awesome. And baby. so I feel I'm, very at ease with it. You're, you know? and, and yeah, I'm sure you've wrestled with different things, but at the end of the day, you're, it's nice to have that like yeah banger. it's dude it's, it's nice to have a banger man for sure you know? <laughs> it's like your one home run right, you know what right. I mean? but uh for me it's it's dope because like if that's what you know me for it's a it's a good starting point because yeah. it's just a, a fun loving i'm a fun guy <laughs> so after i love college between now like what what, what was because i just go through it too with you're you're in a certain place and then things change and then you have yeah, to like it. deal with how you're readjusting to to life after a certain thing yeah because I, mean, I imagine you were like touring a lot sure and, but you you continued to tour right yeah mm -hmm. um i think you know there are entire teams of people that help with the reinvention of somebody mm -hmm. i mean one of the closest people to me is uh justin bieber 
Okay. Just knowing what went into his kind of reinvention. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw it with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Fucking, you know. Boy uh, band Neptunes. to R&B, fucking Blue Eyed Soul. That shit was yeah. a whole ass. Dude, like, the ultimate is like yeah. MGK. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. They're a real thing. So I went about my reinvention pretty independently. And yeah. so there was never a like mass introduction. Right. All of my reintroduction has been happening kind of like on a day-to-day level yeah. where people are just sl- slowly starting to pick up on like, oh, that Olive College kid like grew up a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Olive um, adulthood. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> bro. And like, where do you fucking go from there? Like, you know, student loan debt and just like credit card scamming, you know what I mean? Um, so it, it's really, it's really tough. And like, without, with Asher Roth being my birth name and not having this, like, you know, I can't, I'm not Prince, Superhero you know, name, yeah. yeah, that can like just turn himself into a symbol and mm. like the most, you know, talented person of that right. was born from a beam of light. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just a kid that grew up listening to rap music mm. and like appreciates good lyrics. Yeah. So, uh, it was, it's been tricky. And like, even this to this day, right at this moment in time is a really important part in the reintroduction of mm-hmm. people who listen to this and some of a lot of the people are going to be like, Oh, I only know that kid from out of college. Oh, interesting. I just heard a couple of joints on here that weren't that terrible. Yeah. Let me see what else. And, and yeah, like, yeah. well, and we are, we're DJ uh, oriented podcast, but a lot of our listeners come from the similar like appreciation of that nineties indie, uh, indie sound so i think a lot of people would if they're not familiar would definitely be like oh this shit's good well we grew up together and like music is so much about the moment you hear it that's why they always talk about it being subjective and shit so right now it's tricky because we're all kind of like being fed the same thing at the same time sort of even though it's like all over the place depending on your algorithm yeah you're still (laughs) it's still pretty filtered to you it's like fight clips uh-huh. hot girls yeah, yeah. Uh, sports highlights i don't know what you're talking about yeah today. i see uh, i see uh cringe cringe shaving. cringe okay. <laughs> yeah, what else cringe, cringe. cringe mike's a, <laughs> no, but mike's a cringe pornographer <laughs> yeah. man he's really no, but it deep is, in the it cringe is game. funny how that algorithm that was another thing in comparison to, to listening to music when we grew up was I would have to sit by the radio to tape songs off it. And in the process, I wanted to hear Run DMC, but in the process, I heard Prince, Madonna, Mm -hmm. all this Shaka Khan cameo. And that's actually the music that I love more these days. Yeah, yeah. But the only reason I was exposed to that was because I didn't have an algorithm saying, oh, you like Run DMC? Here's Fat Boys. Here's UTFO. You know what I mean? And then I could just stay in that lane. I was, it forced me MTV was the same thing. You'd yeah. watch videos. It was like, programming. I don't like this shit. But 20 years later, you hear that song and you're like, oh, this, this shit. You yeah, know? It's, what, it's really kind of what I'm most interested in is like media and programming mm-hmm. and ideas and just how people can fucking rally behind an idea and like not to get too deep into it, but I think that's what's happening. Everything right now is kind of like an argument, an A and a B. I mean, it's mm. even our fucking Taco Bell commercials. Mm-hmm. Is it a taco or a sandwich? <laughs> so if you can't fucking interact with the with the content, yeah. people don't want it. So like politics, we've seen it be sure. completely divisive. Mm-hmm. Like what side are you on? Mm-hmm. And so that's what it seems like it's uh, turned all into. And it's a shame because music, I'm starting to see that like people hate songs and they're the most popular songs, but they're so popular because people are being like, I hate this song so mm-hmm. much. So it's like hate 
fucking something or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. like a weird where hate is winning right now. It's, mm. like, it's like it's in control because people like have to look at the car accident. They have to do like all of these things that I don't know if this is just my experience and this is collect or if it's collective. But it's just a weird time right now where I were like, I don't know how much free will is going on in the yeah, equation. Yeah, and that right goes now. back to your like decisions are a result of your environment times sure. chemistry times and, biology and the influence not people taking I, I, time I, to just like yeah. can i have my own thought for a second because yeah. i wake up and i have everybody else's thoughts mm -hmm. like let me have my own thoughts for a second it's fucking hard man it's really tough discipline i'm yeah. addicted to my phone of course twitter's probably my biggest addiction to be honest with really you. i don't give a fuck about instagram i think instagram is extremely boring okay but i still find myself on it just wandering yeah um i'm an ig guy i go to twitter for sports oh, i like twitter I, I follow Phillies Twitter during in game because if I was to just tweet thoughts about Philly sports, none of my followers give a sure, shit. Sure. They want they follow me for DJing. Yeah. But if I can follow a bunch of sports writers, put them on my list, my Philly sports list, and mm -hmm. just chime in and can like that's that's I, a great. I think you think I follow way too much like political discourse on Twitter, sure. and it's it actually Twitter can sometimes. Fuck up my day. Definitely. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So wait, are you on TikTok? I am. I made one video. Mm -hmm. I did a I did a mashup. Do you hang out on TikTok? Mm, not really. No. Not deep in it right now. But that's, but that's, I will I will scroll, not the same like doom it, scrolling mm -hmm. of Twitter. I don't really doom scroll Instagram, mm -hmm. but like Twitter I'll kind of get locked in. You'll see TikToks. Then I might go over to TikTok and scroll a little bit, see what's going on. Checking on the youngest. Extremely user friendly. I, I, hear, I, I hear it's like the magnum opus. Oh of my social god, media. dude! You just swipe, 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 and their algorithm sweep. is like boom. Yeah, yeah. You know, like once you show interest in one thing, you just get nailed with that specific. So is thing. that the new? Is that TV? Is that the new television? I would imagine. For sure. I would, if I was a teenager, for say? sure. For the, yeah, for, I for the younger like, kids. I put up like this one, uh, the like a blend video of the Doja Cat song and the Kanye song that reminded me of each other. Mm -hmm. And like within a day, it got like a thousand likes. Like something's yeah. happening. And all yeah. I did, I hashtagged the Kanye West, Doja Cat, which are two trending artists. Now, that does that make you want to create more? It should. It does It should. I haven't, mm. <laughs> which yeah. might be, that might be my own just like sure. laziness. But at the end of the day, it is inspiration. Like I had that idea and I wanted to do it, but it, it does make me create more. And you're right, because I always say that when I had the holler board and I knew I, if I created a mix, a remix of any sort and I posted it, I'd get immediate feedback and immediate attention. And now that that's not there anymore, it does dampen my enthusiasm to create sure. i mean entertainment on apps tiktok and instagram probably most mostly like has definitely people spend more time every day looking at that stuff than they do television yeah, yeah. like facts yeah. Like, oh, i do yeah. that's why whenever you're like did you see this new show? I'm like, I don't watch TV, and I say it like I'm like, yeah, he oh, says cool it. For it. It's such a I say it like I'm <laughs> like, like I'm above TV, but it's really just because I'm scrolling on my phone right. all day. Or, I don't need TV, or I watch YouTube. I, I, I the how best. Do you, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Um, it depends on if I get that full eight, mm -hmm. or you know, I always describe it as um, 
touching the water. Like, so when you see a bungee jumper off a bridge mm-hmm. and the, the cord goes down and then it hits its point and then the rest is the elastic part and our head will like dip the water. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can sleep and I can sleep and I can sleep. If I don't dip the water, I won't feel rested, mm. you know? And it's a feeling I know as soon as I wake up, it's like, did I reach that peak did I get that really sleep? hits the yeah, reset yeah. button, you know? So, and that usually comes with like seven hours. Yeah, if I'm yeah. short of seven hours, I won't get that. Do you love sleep? I do. Yeah, I love sleep. I, I do. Yeah. I, well, my mom said I was the easiest kid. I would take naps every afternoon. Yeah. I, I know some people are just like, bro, I'm, I mean, I don't really sleep. Yeah, I don't they're, really they're want super to successful. Sleep. Yeah, and they're dumb <laughs> successful. Yeah. Sure. I heard a comedian say that a while ago. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like, I like to sleep. Uh, I know some people that don't need much sleep. Uh, they're called successful. <laughs> it's real, though. I feel like that's the difference yeah. between like everyone. Right. Do you right. sleep or not? I'm like, I'm, I'm team it's like, sleep. It's like, do you sleep or can you function well with little sleep? No, I can't. And that's, I can't, yeah. there's a big thing in the hip hop world of uh-huh. like grind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. fucking grind, work Billionaire all grind the time. set. <laughs> Hustle, beast mode, that 24 shit is seven. next level bad news. Yeah, I but feel like sleep was that, was that Was that hip hop grind monkey like on your back really hard I think it was one being point? coached to me, but yeah. I never subscribed. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like how I feel, everything. And I feel like if you, once you fuck your sleep cycle up, everything's messed up. And so, like, I hear with the same thing with uh, professional athletes because yeah. they have to travel for their right. for their league. Maybe they'll cheat and have some Chick Fil A, you know. But if they stay up late and fuck their sleep schedule up, everything unravels. And so, for me, I can't, I can't imagine them on their schedules like kind of forcing themselves to go sleep early in hotels and stuff. Know, That's dude. so unnatural. That's and so not, weird. I think we're talking like this sleep thing is almost like a. Uh, the same way a athlete, regardless of how much work they put in, they're given a, uh, a body mm-hmm. that allows them to even be there in the first place. So I feel like those people who can get five hours of sleep and still perform at the highest level on five hours of sleep, that's almost the equivalent to being a football player who's 250 all muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. there's a genetic gift they were given that allows them to function in their profession better than any, all four of us if we were to play baseball. Like you said, there's a point in baseball you're like, yeah, I'm not physically gifted enough for, for this. Sure. <laughs> and I have the same stroke where I'm like, am I built for the Hustle mode, nonstop, well, checking emails. I'm on the grind. Yeah. You don't drink alcohol, and that helps big time. Well, it does. That in fucks some your degree. sleep up. Yeah. I mean, if you did a night of 315, get home, take melatonin, and yeah. after a night of drinking vodka sodas, right. you'd wake up and be like, I hate my life. Yeah, yeah. But not drinking, but still getting your seven hours, you can wake up and go, I'm all right. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I mean, that's probably, this is probably the game changer as far as, uh, productivity levels and stuff like i love to just i love leisure have a beer hang with the friends talk about dreams like this is how i would spend my time right, right. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah maybe play dominoes or chess or something right in greece and eat fish yeah no, you're a man a of leisure yeah That's i it, am bro. too I'm, i mean come mm-hmm. on man yeah what what else is there? I mean, don't get me wrong i think working with your hands is good making mm-hmm. shit doing stuff that's all fun but that's the other side of you know, the reason to enjoy your leisure. Right. You know, real quick before we get out of here as DJs, where are you guys at with the experience of breaking new artists and breaking new songs or just playing what people want to hear? To me, it's kind of like 
there's different parts in a night where I'll insert myself more than others. And so once I actually, I may have to uh, detach myself completely and be uh, like AI, like, mm-hmm. you know, and just be like all artificial intelligence, not well, that's person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, just, I, uh, I and just that. be like, what is the combination of songs to produce this reaction from people? But once I have that, <laughs> do you say it in robot voice? <laughs> like, that's what I think. I honestly feel like that's what's happening, bro. I honestly feel like rappers and and artists are becoming avatars. Uh-huh. There's like a new fucking reality show or a singing competition called Alter Ego. Have you seen this yet? Uh, I don't know. It's and my it's mom like, probably watches it. It's like right after the Masked Singer. So like the yeah. Masked Singer was our voyage into right. these alternate personas that now people are performing as and I slowly think that there was once a time when I was like looking at the world of technology and looking at my job and like well I'm safe they Mm. can't write a fucking song they can't perform a song Uh uh-huh gone dude. right like right. people are definitely and there's it's already happening in japan yeah. those hologram acts yeah yeah where it's just yeah. an entire band of holograms i will say hot like suni, my, hot suni miko dude it's over it's bro. like a fake anime character artist yeah my there's a my bunch of ai me as ai yeah. is the is like a very complex like i have like two decades of experience that's led me to to be able to like simulate certain things you know if i'm speaking to myself as a computer program like I, it's like 20 years of data and input yeah. that allows me to do it maybe than like a less uh evolved program and you but have like i'm to saying be- once i'm there then i can maybe insert a little a little bit more dude the other okay some good dj talk right you know that normani <laughs> song with cardi b you get you found a hot remix of it no no um some some dude requested it right it's slow Slow jam. It's 110. It's 55 BPMs, right? Okay. So I was playing like the 110 like throwbacks, one, two step milkshake shit. And I came out of it with that uh, halftime mix. And people were like bouncing slowly to it. And then I was like, yo, these are the same drums as uh, Aaliyah one in a million. And I played one in a million, like high time, 1 a.m., 60 BPM 90s R&B song. Jesus. That was... I would have been all in. That's not AI. That's not AI. You know what I mean? And that's the magic that we can't replace. Right, right. But they're coming for your neck, Yeah, yeah, Well, AI might be able to say, oh, same drum pattern. Yeah. You know? But it can't... That's not always a good decision to play that song, but I knew I had them and I could get away with it. And mm-hmm. I just did it for a verse and a chorus, and then I came out of it with like back, back to our regularly scheduled program. But it was an um, it was a great moment, yeah, yeah. Because people were like, "Is this dude playing a well, sounds dope. At I 1 wish I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been in heaven, bro. Yeah, if yeah. I heard one in a million at yeah, one a.m. Yeah. drunk, play the Normani song, Normani and Cardi B, Wild Side. It's a little slower than the Aaliyah, but then the Timberland drums. Are yeah, yeah, that makes minus sense. the all the sense. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if in this session they were like, I want to do a joint like Aaliyah one in a minute. I looked on who sampled to see if they even had to credit it. They they, they did, right? It's actually sampled. Nah, nah. nah. It's just reprogrammed drums. No, they just referenced it. They're like, this is a good reference. I'm hearing this in the, I'm like, no doubt about it. I would say actually 100% they did. They were in this session and they're like, yo, let's make a joint like one in a million. Yeah. 
That was that was one of my my more uh, exciting DJ moments of the last couple of weeks. Speaking so is, of Aaliyah, now that we're in this little zone, have you heard this song, "More Than a Woman" cover by Kelly Lee Owens? No. Shit is banging. Well, that's cool. I love that song. Yeah. It's got a lot of bow bow. I love that sound right there. Timberland appreciation. Yeah, tweet. yeah, yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Timberland, man. Yeah. That's who snapped me out of my backpack face. Did you see him boxing the other day? Nah. See this clip of him? So this fucks Man, me they're up. Really, they're I, really going oh, oh, high on the, the, the techies. Yeah. And somebody's going to hear this and think that this is the original. Yeah. They might. Does it say well, Aaliyah cover? It says more than a woman. Aaliyah's song, I think. Oh, is. Okay, okay. But you know what? I don't think now that Aaliyah is finally, um, her catalog is on all the streaming services now. They finally worked that out. So maybe they're, they're not going to steal the credit from her. She's important. So important. For what it's worth. But see, for something like that, I would rather just listen to the original. Yeah. Respectfully. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just be like, Let's I just like, I love the production on this a lot. I, I, li- I like, I don't know how to describe that sound other than going, bah, 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 yeah. bah, bah. but it reminds I me it. of the subtract stuff. Like when subtract first came out, oh, yeah. the Timberland that. didn't do the, uh, it was this, that era. The uh, he slapped the, the baby and the, made it cry. The, and, uh, <laughs> are you that somebody? <laughs> the, the, fa- the fabulous and uh, was it Lil Mo? The that was him. I think that was maybe I'm tripping. No, 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 that was not. That was Superwoman from Lil Mo, right? Who did that? We got we got a fact check. Little Mo had some. Little Mo and Fabulous was uh that was the Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell of the time. What was that other Little Mo joint? The. Now that we've taken over, I'm 100% yeah. sure. That was her and Missy, right? No, that was her and Fabulous. Oh, right. This isn't Timberland. No, it's not. This is a Timberland influence. Yeah, right? yeah. This is probably like Trackmasters. This is a Timberland, like Timberland. You said it was probably Trackmasters. Yeah. yeah, I think you're probably right. I'm going to look right now. Timberland type beat. This shit still knocks on a warm-up, R&B warm-up. For sure. The way it comes in. The almost hit. Yeah. Is this an almost hit? Yeah, this was a smash. It was a smash? smash. Yeah. This was a smash. Is it a smash? What would you say? Smash or not? It's a hit for sure. Yeah. What's the bigger hit? Most Def, Pharaoh Monch, (laughs) Nate Dogg, Oh No, or Superwoman Fabulous? Uh, In the... the, uh, in the real in, world. In the real world, it would be. It would be uh, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. Producers. That DJ Clue. Wow. Yeah. Well, and you know Ken Doro, I feel. I don't know. So I could be this. I could be way off because it might have just as been as simple as Guru. You got to let it bump. But for some reason, did Jay Z ever say Doro? You got to let it bump. Girl, you gotta let it bump. Uh, is it Hard Knock Life? It might be uh, Young Duro, Guru, right? It's probably it's supposed to be. Well, but for Hard some Knock reason, Life when you was, said that, uh, I was like, maybe he said Duro. You gotta let Hard it bump. Hard Knock Life was Forty Five King did that beat. Uh, 
Oh, he's the engineer on a lot of stuff. There you so, go. So he does a lot of the work. He might have, yeah. he might, Jay Z might have said that then. Shout out to all the engineers yeah. that secretly did all the producing ah. and bringing the song together. <laughs> Seven oh. I play. I play guitar this on this. This shit's bangs. Yeah. I didn't. Great tune. Oh, Blueprint two point one black album. He's around. Mixing. So okay. he's probably he's around. You're right. No, I think you're, I think it's safe to say you're he's hearing around. that right. Yeah. He might be there. Might be right. How do you guys feel about the institution of marriage? I'm just kidding. We don't need to get into it. But, you know, I don't need the government in my business. That's a great segue from little little Mo being absolutely certain. Well, what you had a few marriage songs around then. You had this. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Thank Damn. you. This is the old I'll Annie sampler right here, right? I risk anything. You know, this is Oliver yeah. Twist. Oliver, Oliver Twist. This is not from Annie. Oh, Annie. Hard Knock Life is from Annie. Show Hard tunes Knock, for the, the win. This was the follow-up to Hard yeah. Knock Life. This shit's hard, though. Yo, let's just keep sampling show tunes. Yeah, I, I feel like, yo, Hard Knock Life was amazing. Let's try to do that again. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. Yeah. That's the, I um, mean, it worked. Yo, you got the Duro, got to let it bump. I can't believe that's the part you remember wow. from this. Otherwise, kind of like See, that, not a that's great them song. things that you, you listen to this a lot, you know? Yeah. That's what happens. Well, Hard Knock you... Life was a very important rap song for me, man. Even That's when you talk song. about moments and yeah. things of that, I remember just that song. It's a grounding song for me. It mm. brings me back to earth. Yeah, if yeah. I'm spiraling out yeah. of control okay. on drugs and I'm yeah. at the spot with you yeah. and I'm enjoying myself and I'm fucking freaking out and I'm having a panic attack like Tad La Ted Lasso, mm. just play Hard Knock Life okay. and I'll, I'll come back down to <laughs> earth. Right. Or, or could you do... Uh, Nipsey's. Oh, he did it too? What? Nipsey Hustle sampled Hard Knock Life. But oh, it's yeah. halftime. You know, another joint that I thought they did a good job with that was I think it was Schoolboy Q uh, redoing a Cuddy joint. Um, damn. But he like slowed it down. Uh, something about driving. Uh, this is not my game. This is why I'm not a DJ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Some of you guys have to know. I'm talking to three DJs here. Schoolboy Q. One of his uh, biggest joints is like a pitched up sample that I think is like talking about driving high or driving drunk. And I think it's a cutty sample. Hustle and, I, and motivate. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job of like taking a recent, like, because now people are starting to sample songs of our childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is trippy. And uh -huh. so now we're hearing so like more than a woman, Aaliyah. I mean, right. some people... And a kid would be like... And, and I, just the same way, I remember listening in the car with my dad when... Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Fucking shout out to Nipsey, dude. This is actually a really cool idea. Chuck English blew my head one day when he just like changed the pitch on a record that I was listening to, just being an asshole and slowed it down on the turntable. Uh -huh. And it sounded so fucking cool. And I was like, damn. It's a whole new record now. Yeah, He's yeah. like, oh, I like to listen to this song <laughs> minus nine. And I was like, oh, shit. That's dope. Yeah, this is dope. That's right. But he still flipped it and made it his own. Oh, this is totally yeah. different. Yeah, it's yeah. truly a sample For of sure. Hard Knock Life. Yeah. It's not, they're not rapping over to a Hard Knock Life, right, Knock right. Life beat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's, I remember specifically riding in the car with my dad when, uh, Arrested Development Everyday People was Dude, out. give speech. And I was like, yo, I was like, this is this is a song. And my, I remember my dad being like, 
this is an old song. This is Sly and the Family Stone. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but but that's, how I, that's how we are now. You know? Did you yeah. see Summer of Soul by any chance? Yo, my, my boy Ralph has and tell me that if the next time I watch TV I have Bro, to make it that please yeah. first and foremost he's begging please. me as well it's so yeah. important to watch that film Summer of Soul but there's a moment where uh, Sly and the Family Stone is performing which first of all Prince was always the person that I was like oh who influenced Prince mm. and I just don't really know yeah. like okay this is dude's born from a beam of light mm -hmm. but Sly and the Family Stone that group it's like oh my god yeah, they were on some shit, shit. Yeah. but this is a spoiler alert as well in that film, he says to the audience, don't wait on your neighbor because your neighbor might be waiting on you. And it changed. It was just mm. so poignant. It was like, yo, that's we need to be on that right now. He was obviously speaking about dancing. Okay. It's like, get up and fucking dance yeah, yeah, yeah. and don't wait on your neighbor because your neighbor might be waiting right, on you. Right. And I feel like, dude, when I heard that, I was like, this dude is the man. Yeah, he anyway. is, man. He's truly like the tragic rock star tale, too. Yeah. Like, he's... The, he, <sighs> Oh but yeah, like, his voice, dude. Please yeah. watch Summer of Soul. And shout out to Quest Love, who executive yeah. producer, who brought uh -huh. it to life. That song that yeah. I was talking about was uh, Schoolboy Cues was Hands on the Wheel. Oh, uh, right. It was a, a sample, sample from uh, Driving Drunk. Uh, it was from uh, Pursuit so, right? of Happiness, right? Pursuit of Happiness, which is like not that old. That's like probably 08, 09, right. 2010. So still, to I sample a record now. from Pursuit of Happiness still goes. Yeah. To yeah. sample a record from 10 Ten years ago, and mm -hmm. then make it hip and cool. Right. I mean, also sample cool. what the Chromatics too for Shit. like yeah, for, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was an awesome man of the year. Yeah. Well, that's I well, wish, Noah. I wish Holotronics was still around so I could blend the I one feel into like, the other. I feel like Noah Breakfast um, from the Chitty Bang stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like shout out to Noah Breakfast. Yeah, yeah. yeah Not that he was like MGMT. first, yeah. but he was sampling fucking popular joints, making them fresh as shit. Well, that and, yeah, the MGMT Kids was like a year before that song came out. So I think that's like. That's a, a a power move, and mm -hmm. if you can do it well and do it cool, it's no different than you guys finding cool remixes, right? Of you know, yeah. Uh, it's just when we were kids, the that time span of five years was a lifetime compared to now. You and know? they were sampling joints from what? What's Puffsy say? Take hits it's from, from the eighties. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about eight, eight so to crazy. ten years old difference yeah. in them songs. Yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, I love sampling. I, it's, it's like them saying that you can't sample anymore because you have to pay for it mm. changed everything. Yeah. And so it's. Yeah, Juicy Biggie in 95 and Toomey Juicy in like 84. Box. That's the same difference as 2010. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's right. So maybe just the line. Yeah. Is that a pitched up vocal or a re-singing? It uh, sounds like a re uh, a re-sang. Sounds like a, a girl singing yeah. it, singing it, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, someone. Life for me is just weed and bruise. See the whole flock to you when your name is Q. Am I overfaded? Hell yeah, it's true. Turn a beat on any limit on what I can do. See the top dog and heat, but I'm a fuck the world. I'm a be on But also, again, not a smash hit. You know nah, his closest thing was the. Meanwhile, my nigga drunk as fuck, a nigga fuck. Oh, oh. Oh. Collard greens. Yeah, yeah, collard greens. I could play that in the club for a little bit. Oh, that shit goes. Man, it's a funny thing. I remember a lot. See, I don't make. Typically, I'm such focused on lyrics i don't make joints people can dance to mm. i would love to i probably have one joint tangerine yeah. girl uh, or some others but the club hit yeah. is a chase 
for a lot of people. I mean, you can hear it in well, this stuff. They're like, yo, we need a joint you can yeah, play in the club. But I don't know who's... Because as someone... I complain about why do they... To me, it's like, why are you refusing to make a club hit? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it... Like, the new Drake album, like... But what's the... What's the uh, formula for a club? I mean, hit if you really want to do it, mid tempo, hundred BPMs, classic. Think of the club banger era. What about Jay-Z. this though? Would you play this in the? In the- Not now. I might have done it fifteen years ago. What's the- your go-to joint right now? All right, besides one in a million, it's uh, twelve. Yeah, yeah. It's one o'clock. Uh, What's what joint are you going you to? Could go everything just unplugged. You just maybe like your Cardi shit back B in. up maybe. Wow. Okay. Uh, any of the like girl raps really? Hmm. So is Cardi B as popular as she is because she has songs that you can play in the club? So I actually think for some of her songs, they her popularity before that is what allowed them to be popular in the club because Bodak Yellow is very slow, right? It's not naturally a club song, but it, the rap along is so strong. Mm. That's the thing too. You can have you need if you're not going to have a danceable beat with movement, as I often like to talk mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. then you your vocals need to be. Strong. Like, like Meek Mill's, uh, was it Dreams, Dreams and Nightmares? Dreams and Nightmares, yeah. Right. Gonna have some quotables. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but but if that's the case, then you need to, the song needs to be uh, out long enough for people to learn the words, mm-hmm. or they need to care enough about the artist to learn the words. The old club banger. So, like, you know, not to belabor the point, but what's interesting is that it feels like from COVID that nightlife was one of the first things that uh, got threatened. As far as like this isn't going to be Murdered. around anymore, yeah. you know, and so that old era of like, you know, breaking records in the club or at the strip club or just out at night, it's like, you know, we have probably moved past that. Safe yeah. to say. So now with the reemergence of of nightlife and people feeling safe to get back out in the club, you're kind of probably just playing music that they want to hear. Or yeah, well, I was before. I was hoping there would be a resurgence of celebratory like either disco or even that 2010 dance pop Rihanna we found love type energy you know have you heard uh, this new uh, Lotto song you know Lotto oh, uh, she, she, she went big went energy she got a song that samples uh, some Mariah Carey some uh, let's okay. hear it no I don't know this and I might need this everything you're saying sounds oh I did I, yeah. I was told about this I didn't hear it though hey Daddy, you gonna stop smart playing? smart song Familiarity. Yeah. Anybody listening, here's notes. Movement. <laughs> Familiarity. Right, right. Yeah, she's not overthinking this song, you know? Well, the thing is, like, I feel like... I, I would play this on a warm-up. I feel like... This is an easy song to break. But see, this is my baseball. Yeah. This is my baseball. Who wants to win when you're supposed to win, man? Like, this is just... Right, so, 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 so for you, this is like... yeah. It's a no-brainer. It's yeah. so easy that, yeah. like, who would want to win with this? Yeah. It's like... Right, right, right. You know what? You're supposed to win. Yeah, and if it yeah, doesn't yeah. win, right. you fucking lost. Right. Yeah. And it's very possible that it won't win. That's a, If it is like buying the team, it's yeah. very possible that you did all this and it still doesn't break through. The, and how disappointing. Play the new Peppa song. Play that new Peppa Pig, dog. Or the new Farouk. The new Farouk. The new Farouk. What's it called? It's called. Uh, uh, Inco- 
El Incomprendido? Yeah, let's go with that. So, el que quiera perder su tiempo, que We're me still up tempo. Que estoy en romo, pero feo, feo. Y hoy hay que darme banda. Y yo creo que voy a solito estar cuando me muera. He sido el incomprendido, a mí nadie me ha querido. Tal como soy, no me caiga atrás que te fui. Creo que voy a solito estar. Is this one? You said it's like a sample? It's a requ- I think it's a build up like Tempest. What's that, Better Off Alone? Yeah. yeah. Alice DJ. Same exact formula as Pepis. <laughs> they really, that was the, uh, I'd do anything to hard knock life that we just listened to. Right. It's the, the Spanish version. Uh, do you have the Spider Tech edit of Pepis? Nah. Because that was like the first version of Pepis I heard. Yeah, I have a few different versions. Yeah. And it's Pepis and it's uh, Empire of the Sun with oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the exact, exact same exact same song that we just listened to. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I actually heard my neighbor playing it, and that's that's kind of how I found it. Oh, I was nice. like, this isn't Peppas, but this is Peppas. It sounds like Peppas. Yeah. We're still talking about Peppas. <laughs> uh, Yo, know, Have Mercy, Chloe. That's another new... Uh, sampling, oh, yeah. sampling Unique. Yeah, Sampling that- Unique and uh, Teaching the Artist. Yes, yeah. that's why I knew it was familiar, yeah. Murder on the beat, so it's not Murder beats nice. did it. So big, word, Lord, have mercy. They, they sampling Baltimore Club to make... Played this last night, it got people hurt. Don't forget Mighty Mark, also part of the uh, writing. I gotta get them track. I gotta make. I gotta expand it. Then I got this can go into a Baltimore set. Then right. Yeah, that's good for today, though, man. We could wrap it up. Yeah, we talked about enough about talked about everything: mushrooms, fucking the industry, the the album. The The new songs, the old songs, random shit. The mushroom industry. We usually forget to say this part, but if you like us, the show, give us like some ratings on the iTunes. Write us a review. Please. And there's an art to that. There's like and subscribe. And I mean we're talking about the algorithm. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Point point click below. And (laughs) and uh, but yeah, that helps us get discovered and uh, you know, like we're not trying to like don't no, forget to hit the Sugma and the Ligma buttons. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, there's a, such an art to uh, to uh, good reviews. So I, I challenge everybody to leave a really interesting review, but do it in like five sentences or less. There you go. Good luck. Professor Roth has given you homework. Exactly. Challenges, right. man. I'm all about the challenge. All right, y'all. Ard. See you Ard. Later.